Hello, everyone, and welcome into the 610 Podcast. We've enjoyed bringing you conversation so much that we want to open it up to the listeners. If you want to get in on the conversation, email me at 610podcast, capital P-H-L, at gmail.com to get your Philadelphia sports questions asked. That's 610podcast, capital P, capital H, and capital L, at gmail.com. Now to the conversation. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. A busy day of recording on the pod as I'm recording this Saturday night. We talked about the... Well, we've talked about, I think, everyone today. It's the first time we've had a four-for-five day, I, I, I think. I mean, in my memory bank, I can't remember another day where we've started off talking about well, in any particular order, really, but the Eagles, then the 76ers, the Phillies, and now the Flyers, and all we're missing is is Penn State, and we got a, you know, we, we completed a 5-for-5 five five day. Unbelievable. But, um, and mostly positives, too. Mostly positives. So it's like hitting for a cycle kind of here. But uh, anyways, great um game tonight. By the Philadelphia Flyers. Almost forgot what I was coming on here to talk about. They uh, lost last night in the nation's capital to the Washington Capitals 5-2. Tonight, they score one less goal than the Capitals did, but it was mainly the same same score. 4-2, the win over the Ottawa Senators. Finally got the win over the Ottawa Senators for whatever reason. The Sens have just had the Flyers number, not that. Ottawa is most likely going to be a playoff team or anything, but they won the first two against the Flyers, and the Flyers were eventually able to beat them tonight, of course. Tyson Forster, two goals, um, just 45 seconds between. He had one on a one-timer off a face-off, and, or not a one-timer, but one off the draw, and... Um, We'll hear him talk about that. And then he had a penalty shot that he was able to get go before the end of the second period. Joel Farabee got the party started. Senators tied it up. Tarasenko goal, which, you know, you kind of felt like, here we go again between us and the Senators. And then in the third, Flyers, after giving up a goal, were able on the Man advantage for the Senators after they pulled the goalie. Flyers were able to add one more with the Cam York empty netter. Nice nice win by the Flyers. Had to pull that out. Something that before the All-Star break they were unfortunately able to do. They were not able to do, that is. So good to definitely get one here 
tonight. Very pleased with it. And now let's hear from let's hear from John Tortorella first on Tyson Forrester, and then we'll play um, a clip from Tyson Forrester on that first goal. Well, I've said all year long that it 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 he's well beyond what we thought. Uh, people talked about his skating. Very deceptive skater. Uh, uh, he gets where he wants to go, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, it's a big part of, as I've said a number of times, it's a big part of our job of coaching is to teach players away from the puck. Uh, he he's well beyond it right now. Uh, we we have a number of other guys to worry about other than him teaching that part of it. Uh, no, I think my head was down and the puck was rolling a bit. And, you know, I think Beezer had a nice screen and or he picked the guy. Uh, so I had a lane and I just shot it with my head down and I was lucky enough to go in. Good draw by Lottie. So I really think that Forrester, I mean, that was a beautiful first goal was unbelievable. Um, like he said, he, he's referring to Beezer being Joel Farabee setting a setting a beautiful screen for him there, and he was able, like he said, his head was down. Like, he was finding the puck and just shot a laser right into the top left corner of the net and got a beautiful goal out of it. So, amazing, amazing job there by Forrester, someone that's building tons of confidence, um, like you heard John Tortorella say. I mean, he he's a guy that they feel very highly on, at one point, Scott Lawton in his interview said that, you know, with Travis Konechny out, it's very important that we have someone step up, and Forrester's been able to do that, which is really, really impressive um, for the young skater. I mean, just a guy that coming into the year, you didn't really know how to feel, only 22, um, you know, last season, I feel like spent most of it in Lehigh and then got a little action um, in eight games with the Flyers. He was able to pick up points in each one of them, but, you know, I mean, it's just eight games, and how do you really, how can you really tell what he's going to be when he comes up? But he's been terrific. Was a really, was really, really good in the AHL and in the OHL as well. So, you know, you knew he was going to be something. You just didn't know exactly how good and and he's been um really solid this year for the flyers and really really important overall and i really think him and joel Farabee, who I'll get to in a moment have both been one of those one of these guys that this season they've really seen their play step up in a big way Farabee, who's you know been up and down um in terms of his play so far as a flyer i mean he really feels like or it really feels like every year he's been able to just kind of be like a solid prospect and one that you were waiting on, but this year it feels like he's taken his game to a new level. Unfortunately, he was on a goal drought, and it's kind of weird, you know, that you see him have this at this point because Farabee has been a guy all season long that's been able to pick up points um, early on in the year. I mean, he was just so huge for the Flyers beginning of the season. But in March, just four points. And the last time before tonight, 
he had a goal was actually against Ottawa when they faced them when they faced off back in late January. So it was very interesting that uh, he went on this long drought. I mean, you just you know you go month by month and you can see double digit points. You know, coming on to the season really strong, and then March just went on a ridiculous drought. Or excuse me, February went on a ridiculous drought. Excuse me, and luckily. You know, he's getting off to a nice start here in March with a goal point. So, you know, let's see if he can close out the year on a nice run. But here's Joel Farabee on that goal drought. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime you, you score, you feel pretty good. So uh, I felt like it just gave me gave me a lot of confidence throughout the game, made, made some plays. And, um, you know, obviously playing with Lots and Tice, uh, felt like we played really well tonight. So uh, we just kind of, you know, got our legs going from there and, you know, uh, you know just felt pretty good. And I feel like Farabee has been that type of guy this season that has been like the number, I don't want to say the number two to Konechny, but kind of has been someone that's been consistent in that realm, someone you can count on early on. And and if someone else was having an off night, like maybe TK was, he would come up. But I feel like Tyson Forrester in February when – Farabee was struggling he's really picked up the slack so that was really huge I can't imagine what it would look like if we can get both of them hot at the same time that would be really really important um but the Flyers also had a great night in net by Felix Sandstrom you know gets called back up the other day they send Cal Peterson down and Sandstrom comes in and does an excellent job you know you felt like when Ottawa Got that first goal to go in. You're like, oh, man, I, you know, how is this going to go? How is he going to do? Could this be the start of something bad? Are we going to have another disaster? But here, Felix Sandstrom on being the number two for Sam Arison, potentially the number two moving forward. I want to be that guy. I want to be someone that can make a difference here. So uh, I'm ready for the challenge, and I'm going to do everything I can to uh, – to, uh, a big positive for this group great to hear the confidence Felix Sandstrom a guy that last year came up really I feel like he he's been coming up and being sent down it's kind of been weird he really hasn't been able to establish himself with the Flyers you know he's first brought up back in 2022 and then up for a couple games got a little action last year was the backup and then they brought up Arison and this year he's just been in Lehigh. He's just been um, mostly in Lehigh throughout the season. Uh, and now he's gonna have to be a um, he's gonna have to be the backup for Arison. So this is gonna be interesting. Now both guys paths crossed before down in the development league, obviously. So this is an opportunity for both of them to really be able to get a tandem going a little bit here now up in the NHL with the big club and really get some solid experience moving forward. But they couldn't, and Felix Sandstrom couldn't have done it tonight without Nick Sealer playing unbelievably blocking shots. He blocked two important shots on a, it was a double minor on a high stick. I believe it was Cam York they got with that one. And... And it was a really unfortunate penalty. And ultimately what happened 
Um, and what followed was terrific play by Sealer. In three minutes, he was able to block two important shots. Now, what's been interesting in the last couple weeks, and you've if you're listening to the broadcast, you know that they're talking about the trade deadline. And Sealer and Walker, both of their names have come up a lot. And especially in the local radio stations here in Philadelphia. So with that being said, we've been anticipating either Walker or Sealer's gonna go. Well, I, I mean I think Nick Sealer's been outperforming Sean Walker. I think Sealer's fit the team better, but it was interesting to hear what John Tortorella had to say. Yeah, we 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 we, we have said that from the get go. We're not looking to trade seals. Uh, uh, he, he's a huge part of the uh, the competitiveness of the room uh, that brings that room together. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm. He, he's he's one of the true competitors that I've ever coached, uh, uh, as far as how he handles himself. You know, John Tortorella, I sit there and and every time I hear him talk about, you know, what they're going to do at the trade deadline, most coaches you would think, at least I would think, would say, that's not my pay pay grade, that's the guys upstairs, you'll have to talk to them. Because you think about it like, okay, what are the odds that this guy's going to be around when the Flyers do eventually get going and are going to become a contender? You know, you, you consider that, right? I mean, what are the? I mean, with hockey coaches in the NHL, sure, John Tortorella might have these guys looking like a playoff team this year. Next year, they get off to a crappy start or whatever, and they're sitting in seventh in the Metro. He's probably gone. I mean, the shelf life for NHL coaches, and I know I'm talking to hockey people here, so they know it. It's not very long. I mean, look at Peter Laviette. Like, come on now. So. I find it very interesting that it feels like he has a huge say in what the Flyers are going to do. And I'm all for it because Torts has been around for a long time. Been around for a very long time. So it makes sense as to why he's the type of guy that you feel confident in moving forward. Now, hearing that type of, let's say, confidence that he shows in Sealer, which is something you don't hear him say all too often about a guy is really important. Now, the Flyers unfortunately fell last night to the Washington Capitals, like I mentioned, 5-2 in a game that they got off to a 2-0 lead and then they just let it fall apart. It felt like that Pens game last Sunday. Hear from John Tortorella now on the difference between last night versus tonight. I, they have, and that's why I, 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 we, I think we developed, uh, after the first period, three five-on-five scoring chances last night. Certainly not good enough. I don't, I don't think it's a five-to-two game. Uh, I don't think, you know, they ruled over us, but we, we didn't have much going uh, for a couple of periods. I thought we lost ourselves when they, when they regained some momentum. Uh, we didn't have any patience. We turned a lot of pucks over. Uh, I... I you don't have to direct the group too much. They know, uh, they've assessed themselves pretty well this year. And uh, I had full confidence coming into tonight's game that they were going to answer the proper way. doesn't mean you win the games, but I know they're going to answer the proper way. And against a team that's had your number all year long, it's really important that they were able to come out tonight and get the win. That shows me a lot. That shows me that the room this year truly is better than last year. 
and I mean now that we're so far into the season, you do you recognize that that I'm not, you know, saying anything that no one that someone hasn't recognized thus far. And I thought it would be interesting. The B writers unfortunately didn't ask Sandstrom this, and I wish they had. Maybe it's a question that they're holding on to further down the line. But I would have asked him. Hey, what do you think the biggest difference between last year and this year's team was? I mean, you saw they were up for the majority of last year. What do you think the biggest difference is that you've seen? And I would assume veteran leadership would be one. And two, I think it's just a tighter-knit team. I would have been interested to hear him kind of expand on that. But huge win tonight for the Flyers. Um, You keep stacking them up. You're now... Five points to the good on the New York Islanders who are chasing you down. You're seven back on the Canes. It's going to be tough to catch 13 back on the Rangers. That's almost damn near impossible. Pens right now are up 2-1 on the Calgary Flames. So definitely a lot to look out for. And the Isles, who got a good win today against the Bruins, 5-1. So you're keeping track on everyone. Your standing's watching. If you're doing that, you know, um, you know what's what's going on around you. And uh, so a lot of important stuff coming up for the Flyers, and they got to handle their business. They'll be back on Monday night, 7 o'clock, against the St. Louis Blues, another team that's has a uh, wild card or just playoff hopes alive in general. Um, so be interesting to see what the Flyers will look like against them at home at Wells Fargo Center. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.